Hey, Steve. Yes. Can I have one of those devil's backbone? You certainly can. They tell you me if that it's you don't a, like very much. It's not so, bad. It's just less flavorful than I expected. You tell me what you think. I know. That's I was so excited based on the can art. They really have done well recently. Um, so let 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 me just do a quick recap. Jordan goes off the track. Yes. First session. Second, second, session second session on Friday after pay after being a good human being and paying for paying all of Friday an obnoxious amount of money to run on Friday. I am sorry. It, it was you know what honestly for the track time it was no, still reasonable money. It's just that we had already invested Saturday Sunday money a lot of money and then added. I understand. Jordan goes off second session. What time is that? Probably eleven a.m. Yeah, like ten thirty maybe. Okay. 10.30, Jordan goes off the track, bends a knuckle, pulls the car off the track. Steve continues to run all of his sessions throughout the day. Jordan figures out what's wrong with the car, finds a part in Connecticut. Gets both tires reinflated, oh, yeah, which yeah, was like yeah. not a guarantee. They could have oh, been wrecked. And you pulled my uh, my side skirt back out. Oh, yes, I did. I, I did a little <laughs> bit of amateur body work. His side skirt had folded Folded the brackets that hold it under. Ah, yes. And Can I, I talk just... about those side skirts real quick? So they are made from a piece of vinyl siding that I bought from Lowe's for $5. Uh-huh. They are held on with uh, either aluminum or galvanized steel right angle brackets that I also bought from Lowe's for $5. Uh-huh. Uh, they're riveted to my polyurethane factory side skirts uh-huh. uh, with just, you know, Amazon rivets uh, to plastic, I reiterate. Um, and they did not break. It just yeah. bent under, and we pulled it back. Or Steve pulled it back out, and it's fine. As structural Amazing. as needed to be. Amazing. We'll come back to plastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a story that maybe Steve has not heard, but Jordan could probably tell for me. So, anyways, uh, you'll, you'll get there. Trust me. Um, so, at what point, you, so at around 2.30 or 3 o'clock, you've decided we're driving to Connecticut. He had brought up the possibility of driving the Miata before that in between sessions. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. This was just like one of those things that kind of develops like a step at a time. No, no, no. I, I'm, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I I guess we could do that. Yeah. You know, if it, if it works, if you find one, if you know, it's a lot of ifs until it's until all the ifs are solved. And then all of a sudden we're doing this. So I, I called Sandra and I was like, listen, <laughs> I crashed, not bad, but the car's broken. I can go get the thing to fix it. It's far away. <laughs> so if for some reason something crazy happens and I call you and you have to come pick me up from Connecticut, that's why. And <laughs> she was like, <sighs> you do the stupidest crap for your stupid hobby. And I was like, I know it's going to be a good story though. <laughs> so Steve missed zero track time. Correct. Yes. Jordan missed a day, five sessions ish, which is twice what you would have missed. You know, if, yeah. if they, if you'd not done these four combined or five groups, but the, the whole thing for me was, I can't 
if I have anything to do with it, I can't watch my friend miss the entire rest of the weekend for this. Oh, for sure. Because you are a yeah. very, very nice person. Yeah. It just, you're, come on. You're a like, superhero. The whole I, reason we're there is yeah. to drive on track and no, spend I, the weekend doing it. I was I ready to you. take the Forerunner and get 18 miles per gallon or 20 miles per <laughs> gallon to go get this thing. Yeah. Ugh, I got you. I just am amazed that you wrecked a car and had it repaired within 12 hours, effectively. If I had well, had the part, it would have been like an hour and a half. Yeah. Wrecked a yeah. car from the mid-80s that yeah. was not common. No, yeah. They made that car like, for two years. That's the amazing part to me, is that we found a part for an 80, what? Seven. Seven Corolla FX16 GTS that would work, that was like in the half of the country we were in. Yeah. That we could go get in the same day. It just like once it lined up, it was like, oh yeah. I mean, we're obviously we're Duh. doing this. Yeah, that's yeah, that's incredible, and that's a great story. And the next morning, he drove it around the around the grid at you know fifteen twenty miles an hour. I took it out on like the road in front of the track and like slalomed it back and forth real hard. I'm like, it's not making any noise. It drives okay. Yeah. And you drove the rest of the weekend on it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Une- uneventfully. Yeah. Yeah. I I was real easy on it. I'm sure you were. He says that, but my man was still turning good, like good, decent lap times. I was a second and a half behind Ross's best time, which is... The- That's okay, though. Ross is also like the, the pointy end of Sunday Cup. Like he's in the top three, like consistently. Yeah. What's the track length? That's a good question. I, I don't no actually idea. remember. Let me look it up. My last time know. was a like one forty five eight or something like that. The best one from my GoPro footage for me was like a one forty three, which is not screaming. Um, I need more camber. Is the biggest thing that I found out from yeah. all the ND guys. I'm running less than two degrees all the way around, and most guys are like RT six sixties want like three. Yeah, it's a lot. On that car. Like, yeah. there's, I just don't, I didn't have the confidence, especially in the higher speed sweepers, to just stay flat out. They, the, a lot, those first four turns take balls. Turn three. Like, turn three is a right-hander that halfway through the exit, like halfway through the track out point, drops, starts to drop down a hill. And so you're like, pushing out toward the outside of the track and getting losing light. grip like getting light as you start to go down a hill um turn two like i felt like i finally got yeah. it's a blind uphill over a crest and like until you trust how much track is out there it's real hard to just send it in there and, and go it over it as like a a, a very miniature reverse corkscrew Oh, okay. Like you're going or, up it. Yeah, like up over the top. Like, yeah. Uh, or roller coaster. It's, I mean, roller coaster is less blind, but you, yeah. You, you come through turn one, you track all the way out, and then turn, as you enter turn two, it goes up a hill, like a noticeable hill. And then the apex of the turn is just before the crest of the hill, and you can see none of the track when you get to the apex. And you just have to know how much is out there. 
and you come over the top your first time there you don't yeah. yeah yeah like by day two i was starting to get it by and then um very helpful guy who runs uh time attack with grid life in an nd gave me some pointers on the lines that he runs in his car and where his turn in point is and everything and really helped with turn two so saturday uh i want to say saturday evening uh they were having a uh a food truck gathering at like the main building in the middle of between the two tracks yep um there's like a rec center and like swimming pool and big field and stuff was there all that in there there's a whole bunch of stuff in there it's like a whole thing there's a big indoor venue area with a there's a swimming pool there's a huge outdoor event space uh there's like basketball courts and stuff so we went i had uh filipino food at a food truck uh we had like it was a great dinner that sounds awesome. It was it was dope. Yeah. Uh, except there were, there were no beverages to be had like anywhere. Like to get something to drink, you had to go spend like forty dollars the, on these okay, novelty so sodas. This is like, like no. this is how there should be anti-monopoly laws against this guy with this <laughs> truck. This dude was making so much money, I cannot comprehend. This guy had a craft soda dispensing food truck. He was the only beverage option in this entire food truck gathering and the way that he sold them was you had to buy a what was it like a double wall stainless mug there were nice mugs but you had to buy do you have one is that why you're giving us the hang on oh boy it's from this guy Corey has Corey's got he got got (laughs) my man got got I, I was just at a point where I was like, I really want that black cherry soda, but I will be goddamned if I spend $40 to get it. Similar. Very yes. similar. Okay, yeah. but they were like that, but then like stamped into um, shape. And they were double wall. Double like it, wall. It was, it was like, a nice cup. It was probably worth the, the only 20 way. Bucks. And it was, it, then it was unlimited refills. Yeah. Was it? Was but it? You um, had to buy the mug for twenty something dollars. Old Texas Soda Co. Soda uh, Company. I don't. I don't think, think so. so. But it was the same model. Same thing. Same business yeah. model. So these are from State Fair. I uh, I have three of these actually. Um, one sweet cup. Ooh, yeah. Big spender. Um, two from this year when I went uh, with my girlfriend at the time. I bought you know I bought us each one or whatever. And then one from the next year, we went. I went again. I with some. I bought another one. See, when it's an occasion and it's got the year on it, and we and haven't what, already spent hundreds of dollars on track. I I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand. These these were. I think it was. I honestly, I think this was twenty dollars. Sounds right. But f- like you said, unlimited refills, and it was exquisite soda pop. We need to we need to buy some soda and some goblets. Yeah. In a truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very refreshing. But yeah, I'm so, yeah. with you. Um, I'm familiar f- with the business model is what I'm trying to say. Food truck festival on Saturday. Where were you headed with that? Oh, uh, after. Then after that, we, they, they, somebody over the loudspeakers had said, oh, by the way, uh, track walks are not allowed after sundown. We were like, Track well, walks are allowed? On Friday, they said track walks are not allowed, uh, like per the insurance at the facility. Sorry, they won't let us walk the track, even after the track's cold. 
Saturday, all of a sudden, they say, actually, we talked to them again, and they will let you walk the track, but only until sundown. So we were a little late getting out there, but it Jordan was, got a shower. Like it was reasonable. We were doing other things, and we then found the showers. There are showers at NJMP, by the way. It's awesome. like we eight o'clock, and the sun is starting to go down. And you had asked how long the track is. This is why it's relevant. I knew if we started walking the track while it was still light, it was going to be like mad dark by the time we rounded turn 12 and yeah. got back because i want to say it's 1.8 it's something like almost two something. miles yeah it's almost two miles but um walking that i have not ever walked a full road course track Me before neither. like i've walked autocross courses before you run the amount of detail like obviously you get to see stuff up close but like it's crazy like, how different it is. And yeah. things you learn about like where your line should be or surface changes, right? Dude, in we the were octopus, trying to figure there's out. literally sections of the track that are like have been repaved that you can't tell when you're driving it, but you look at it when you're walking it, and it's like literally we're walking, and I could tell by how my feet were interacting with the pavement, this is so much stickier than what I was just on a minute ago. And it was like a revelation. Yeah, like we were trying to determine what is it about because turn turn 10, the octopus is so called because you come into it from a right-hander and then it goes more than 180 degrees around and it's then like back almost out 270. into yeah, It's a really back long out into turn. a right-hander so it looks like the head of an octopus. And when you're driving it, you just feel like you're in it forever. Like you just get the wheel in there and then you you're perched on the edge and just keeping it tight all the way around. And, and then it's, at like, some... it's like you have no grip. And then in the middle of it, you gain grip a little bit and then you lose grip again. And then at some point, you're supposed to roll back into the throttle and this turn is going to end like this turn that was just going around and around and around and around. You have to figure out a track out point. And what we learned from walking the track is that there's a change in the pavement where it gets much stickier and it's a natural point to just get back on throttle at least in a low horsepower car and start to track back out into 11 a and b which is a small kink before 12 and you go back down the front straight it's like uh the way you described it made me think of uh, the turn at the Turkish Grand Prix known as Diabolica. Oh, yes, very much so. Where mm-hmm. um, it, it, just it keeps going. It keeps going. And, and it's in that, that turn in particular is a quadruple apex turn. Dear God. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. At, I think the octopus, the, the general consensus is there is no correct way through it. You just, just, just get through just it. Just get through it yeah. and just stay tight, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, one of the cool things about the weekend, and one of the people that said that, Jordan, because I can't remember their names, but the guys that were there. It was Ross Bentley and Peter Krause, who are two like extremely well-known uh, driver's education guys. I think... I think uh, Professional Ross, driving Ross Bentley coaches. One like was in a Le Mans winning team one time. Like, like he's and they were there uh, on behalf of the Garmin Catalyst, which is one of the most impressive pieces of dr- track hardware self improvement yeah. things I have like, ever seen. It's unbelievable. It is so much more than a lap timer. 
like they were giving little walkthroughs during lunch. It's incredible what that thing can do. How much stuff that can do. It's wild. I don't mean to derail. You mentioned another name earlier. Uh, Adam? Adam Jabay? Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? He is one of the founders of Gridlife. Uh, he's a host of the Slip Angle podcast. Ah. And he's just an all around good guy. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, he was like, Hosting the drivers' meetings, and he if if basically if 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 you needed help with something like logistics related, he's like like he has the final say. Basically, gotcha. Okay, okay. The I, Grand Marshal of Gridlock. He was wearing long pants and a hoodie and a hat the entire weekend. I don't know how he. I don't know alive. how he survived. Like a dark brown hoodie don't in understand. the sun in a hundred plus. Is he from Texas or something? He's like, from uh, Chicago area. Which they should be good at cold, but not so good at hot. I don't know. It makes no sense. <sighs> All right. Whatever. Can't the man lived as far as I can tell. Yeah. I mean, I listened to the new episode of his podcast today, so. There you go. That's who I thought you were talking about. I just wanted to, wanted to double check. Um, yeah. I'm trying to back up to. Yeah, story time. I guess the, the track, um, the flow of the weekend. So that was Saturday night. We met uh, a bunch of really cool people and hung out with them on Saturday night. Uh, they were driving like a Mazda two, a Mazda Protege in Sunday Cup, um, a Miata. Uh, there was a guy in a Ford Festiva. Yes, which was dope. Uh, he was just flinging that thing through there with all like sixty eight horsepower. He runs. Awesome. Five degrees of negative camber on the rear of that car, and my man needs it. <laughs> He's running because like one ninety five with our triple eights. Incredible. I have footage uh, like out the front of my car chasing him, and the body roll on the car is at least five degrees. Like the car rolls over so far that that tire is maybe still vertical mid-turn i would like to reiterate i said festiva yes not fiesta Fiesta. it's a festiva i i i know like the adorable what 1.3 liter i think it has i i don't even know but it's it was awesome it's like ford's take on the k car yeah 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 it was tiny yeah and he was he was getting it he was really getting it and these, these people were so friendly and nice incredibly like open genuine like welcoming they were just like you guys want to come over and hang out with us just like seven of them we're just part of the group sit down talk they 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 fed us breakfast they fed us an awesome sunday morning they're like we have like eight pounds of eggs eggs (laughs) hash browns scrapple bacon sausage pork roll like Top to bottom, they, they had tortillas to make breakfast tacos. They had salsa verde. They had, they were just like, we have way too much stuff. They had like Please. three, three mobile home trailers too between them. Please so. come eat breakfast. My, my desire to go to a track with a giant griddle and just cook food for people is yeah. out of control. You need, you need to do it. Everyone will be your friend. We were absolutely their friends. Like Ross oh, came over. Um, this this guy Nick with the ND that runs in Time Attack came over. Like we all just sat there and had breakfast Sunday morning with them. They just kept 
more eggs, more hash browns. I mean, they like, didn't want to have leftovers. Just kept throwing food on it. Oh my god! I, I know. I say I bring up Matt Farah too much because I listen to his podcast all the time. But that's like what he does when, in the few times that he's gone to like participate with a lemons team, is he shows up. He doesn't know how to wrench. He can drive pretty well, but he shows up and he cooks for everybody. That's his role on the team is to just look the, at look the at the smile on Corey's face. Like and we just need to bring this man with us. What when, I would do when he when they went to Pike's Peak this year, uh, they had the uh, the new Ford Lightning electric pickup truck as their press car for that outing. So they took the Ford Lightning up the mountain and they pl- there's a plug in the in the bed. Yeah. So they hooked up a big electric griddle to the truck and used the truck as a power source and we're making food for everybody fantastic. on the mountain. That's fantastic. It's very just, good. It's great. Yeah. I want to get one of those big Blackstone grill things and just like take it to the truck and cook food. You'll be very popular. Yes. That's the idea. Bring enough food for like an extra seven to fifty people. You should come in October to VIR. Just hang out. When, uh, remind me when is that? Is that the weekend after Blue Ridge? Yes, or, okay. it's the weekend after. So it is the twenty. Do you know second and twenty third? Do you know when the fall finale is at Summit Point? Is it in November, in November. this year? Okay. It is November. I don't remember exactly okay. when. Because it was Halloween and November 1st last year. Yes. So I was thinking like, boy, if VIR is like a week before that. But no, I those I would like those to be my last two events this year, I think. I want to say it's the la- uh, the second weekend of November, I think. But I yeah. will be at October VIR. Okay. Uh, I think that I probably think solidifies. I'm, I'm going to try to make it to that one. I'll do that. And I think I'll do the fall finale at, at some point. I would really like to get like people out to that event because I I still have yet to give other people rides in my car, which I can do now, and I I think I would take great joy in that. That would be fun. I've gotten to ride along with Jordan. A cool thing about Grid Life. Oh, I did give Steve a ride at some point. I got to take Jordan and Ross for rides in my car because Grid Life allows ride-alongs in intermediate, and it is self-declared intermediate. Um, so if any of my instructors are listening, which they're not, um, don't worry about it. It was fine. You should definitely just sign up for HPD too. Next time you do it. I I just don't know what the NASA rules are about whether I was supposed to test up or what, but I never took a test for HPD. Yeah. I think I'm just going to sign up. up. I've been told I should be in two. Um, still can't take passengers with NASA in two until I get to three, but, um, but with grid life, I took Jordan for a ride, which was fun. Um, the car drives very differently on track with a little bit of extra like passenger weight, just that even weight side to side. Um, definitely had to make some little tweaks and chassis changes and things um, to get the car to feel the same. But yeah, it was tons of fun just like getting to take someone along and, and seeing their input on how the car drives um it's it's really good jordan really good car jordan probably got the most fun experience because it gets a little freer at speed with a little extra weight but very controllable so like every time i went into turn four with that up the hill and then the right hander where it would just like gently four wheel slide into the turn and then settle down and plant the power yeah um 
it never did that when I was by myself. Like it, if the back end got loose, it got loose. Um, so it's kind of fun to have a passenger and uh, play around with. I would really like to ride with Ross at some. He's looking up grills right now. He's literally looking up grills Corey's right now, like on the computer, looking up Blackstone griddles. What does that thing set you back? Does that say four thirty? 439? 438. Uh, this really? is like the Blackstone competitor from Target. It's the Razor. Yeah, Razor. Um, four burner griddle. Yeah, four How burner fast th- does that thing go through propane? Probably really freaking fast. How well does it break down and travel? Yeah, I don't that know. That is my question. Um, it looks like these legs come off with, uh, oh, look, little little pins. Oh, okay. Little pin, penny boys right there that can, can pull the, the top off of the off the base off the base um yeah yeah those technically you don't even need the base you just set the thing on the ground or on a table i could just as long as it doesn't get too hot i guess yeah yeah i I imagine it gets quite hot underneath there um anyways uh i'm gonna put that on the wedding registry there you go yeah that's that's what i was just sitting to my wife there um i see yeah, uh, Target lets you do this cool thing where um, you can like group buy a gift on a registry. Oh, you can, that's like, nice. Contribute oh, money nice. to it, and so you, people can see how much. What happens if uh, the the purchase price is not reached? I believe people are just refunded. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine they would just take your money and run. Like, sure, that doesn't seem legal. But um, go home, take the money, and run. Yeah, we had one big item on there, uh, a new kitchen table, uh, but a very generous somebody purchased the entire thing. Jesus, nice. wow. Anyway, uh, yeah, so... Sunday Really cool people with Grid Life had breakfast with fun people, and then Sunday we just kind of... Pretty pretty uneventful. It was extremely hot, and and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was not uneventful. Our first session got delayed. Oh, God. Okay. This was a recurring theme throughout the weekend, but Sunday was especially egregious. Our first session got delayed because somebody oiled down from turn two to turn three. Yep. And Which made me nervous because that's kind of really close to where I spun the first time. Yeah. Uh, and turn two, as I mentioned before, is this like blind cresting whatever. So like, where's the oil? This will be fun. And then there's kind of a long fairly flat straight away to turn three and then turn three is that sweeper to the right that then dips down a hill before going up a hill and uh so they held us in grid and they came through the grid long time i will say um the the grid workers everybody there is really good about trying to communicate track conditions updates like letting you know right before you go on track if there is something going on yes what what the deal is and so should I should I keep going? I feel no, like I was no. telling this story to Corey. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I know what happened. Corey is uh, having a, a potty break right now. Yes. And we're back. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I was trying to hold it. I could not anymore. No, I'm proud of you. You did what you could. Um, so somebody oiled down the track Sunday morning. Between turns two and three, uh, the grid workers were great. They told us exactly what was going on and what to expect. 
the track crew worked really hard and fast all weekend. There, the track got oiled down probably seven, Half a dozen eight times at yeah, least times. And they would get out there. They put down oil dry. They'd scrub it down as best they could. And then you go out the next session and you take it easy through that section until you burn all the oil dry off and you see what's up. And so we go out the next session, uh, first session of the day. And I was, I had a passenger. Uh, there was a random kid who had a Subaru who wanted to, his name was Lance. He wanted to ride a shotgun because he liked the, the old Toyota and he was like, cool, yeah, come on. Uh, so we ended up sitting in grid for a really long time, uh, just because somebody, um, somebody oiled down the track. So we're just chilling in grid. I've got my cool shirt on. I feel bad for him, but I'm, you know, he's not in a fire suit, so I don't care. But, uh, yeah, we finally get out on track and, uh, there's one guy there who apparently, uh, Ross knows kind of, uh, who is in a newer, like a current generation Corolla hatchback. Yeah. Probably 18, 19, like new car. Probably still being made payments on if I had to guess. Presumably. Uh, uh, we go out first lap. Everybody takes it pretty easy. We blow a lot of the oil dry off. It was it was a lot of oil dry. Like that first lap, you get to where the oil dry was, and it was v- like people are kicking it up in front of you. And yeah, it's just it's, a cloud. Visibility is bad. Just a gray cloud. So second lap, I go through that section at, you know, 75%. And then the rest of the track seems fine. You, you go full bore. The tires are warming up. Lap three. Jordan is directly behind this Corolla. Yeah. I have it on video. This guy comes through, bless him. Turn three. Just absolutely sends it full force through turn three. Um, I think best I could tell from the video and what I saw, he got a little loose. Yeah, either dipped two off on the left and got a little loose or just did because of the oil and the oil dry overcorrected way hard to the left same thing jordan did but when this car dug in because At it's a very 75 high speed miles turn, per hour 80 miles an hour it rolled four times yikes yeah uh only one of only two i think like totaled car casualties from the whole weekend which is pretty good for how much oil was on track I was astounded by how intact that car was. It rolled four times it and it had kind of dented fine. A pillars. I don't it, even know if the windshield was cracked. The windshield it was busted, cracked, but it was, but it was still in place. What? Like, I mean, hey, uh, great. new cars, That's man. Great. Yeah. Amazing. Modern car safety. Like, he was totally fine. Unfortunately, I think the car had to be a write off. But um, I also think it was his only car, was my understanding. Yeah. So yeah, uh, after that, I think we ran one more session, yeah. and at that point, it was just like, the track is not getting better, no. the day is getting hotter, one guy has totaled his car, we've run plenty this weekend. Um, because that, I think that, because of the cleanup from that, they pushed... They, they moved lunch early, and they were just like, yeah. all right, we're so they pushed our lunch. session to after lunch and combined it with advanced to try to recover a session for us. Um, so we would have gotten, I guess, theoretically one additional one. But um, we ran the one after lunch. Uh, I took Ross for a ride that session. I think I got 
maybe four hot laps in before they black flagged me for him being too tall for my roll bar, <laughs> which is legit. Like, honestly, I'm proud they let us how, have a grid. How did they see that from the... From the flag stands? The flag stands. Oh, it's... when. I, I don't know. It's pretty easy to see that somebody's helmet is like above the level of the windshield frame and the roll bar. I mean, good good for them for flagging And then I think right after you pitted, there was a black turbo turbo ND that blew his engine on the front straight. So I I came back out of the pits. So many cars blew up this back. I came back out of the pits. I got like one hot lap and the tires were getting pretty greasy because it was getting real hot. Uh, on Sunday and so I'm thinking okay the car's a little loose because it's get, the tires are getting greasy and it's getting hot out here and I knew the session wasn't too much longer I come around one more lap and I come through turn 12 which is only like 45 degrees it's not a, it's a sharp turn, turn. it's you're full just, throttle through yep. it last turn onto the front straight you're full throttle I came through there and I get the car straight, and then underneath me at probably 85 or 90, it just wiggles. And I thought, that's it, weird. It shouldn't be buffeting in the wind. Like, is it because I have less weight? Because Ross just, like, when they black flagged me, I came into the pits. They let him hop out and then let me go back out by myself. The car wiggles like going down the front straight and it had never gotten felt anything but planted in a straight line. And then I get down toward the end of the front straight and this black ND, which was turboed, is pulling off to the right side of the track. Like smoking. And uh, apparently caught fire for a short period of time, though they did get to it and put the fire out. But uh, yeah, I went through his oil patch coming onto the front straight at like 90 miles an hour and the car got a little wiggly. And um, we forgot one, the Evo that uh, blew up. Yes, that was on Saturday. I didn't yeah, know if we were going to try to go through that. every one because there were just so many. There was another, an Evo blew up. I was behind him and the Evo was in, he was, I think the Evo was right in front of you. The Evo was about three cars in front of me. I had that yellow TRD FRS. Oh, yeah who had just passed a black FRS, and then I was directly behind him. Uh, I was looking for the pass next, like for the point by around the black FRS, because I was right on him. We come up, it's a, a blind crest, but a straightaway uh, approaching Into turn a four. Into zone. You come up over this, there's a little dip, and then as soon as it dips, you can get on the brakes hard for turn four. We go into four, and... There's no grip. We're going slow enough that the FRS starts to slide, and I have just enough time to think, why is he sliding? We're not going fast enough to be sliding. And then there goes the grip. Like, and I went quite sideways, caught it just fine. Uh, but yeah, and then Jordan was next car behind me. Mine was not as dramatic because I could see, I saw the oil on the track as I got to it so I could slow down a little bit in advance and still like it was trying to go into the turn I was still really it wanted to go but I I was able to make it through fairly drama free but props to this Evo guy because he like it wasn't like a little trickle of oil it was like a boof there's like a big spot of oil and then a trail and he just went straight off into the grass as one should it's just like did the right thing good for him minimal oil on track good for him 
Um, but yeah, the, then the ND blew. And, and after that, that we both kind of looked at each other and right. said, like, you know nah. what? It's been a great weekend. It's, it's already like one o'clock and we want to get we on the road. Five hours to get home. Yeah. We want to get on the road by like 4.30 and it's, you know, 100 degrees and I still had to swap wheels and tires and brake pads and in the sun and everything. Um, we just took that opportunity to say like hey both cars are jordan's car is back intact my car is still intact uh we, we both kind of had the vibe where it's like we've used up all of the luck yeah and the next yeah, one we've something gone, bad is gonna we've happen. gone through oil downs we've i went off track uh on friday like that 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 was right before we went to connecticut actually i think it was either the last session or second to last one no it was last one I went four off in turn two, took a ride through the grass at, you know, 65 or 70. Totally controlled, nowhere near the wall, but just, you know, had a four off before an eight-hour drive to Connecticut and back. It, it was just fine. was, we went through one of each that weekend. And uh, yeah, by the end of that, it felt like, you know what, we, we, we did it all. We used up the luck. <laughs> we got some good breakfast and uh, time to call it. I don't blame you at all. Yeah, we we started the long process of packing up camp and so long changing things over and still got to watch, you know, stop and watch GLTC races, which were really competitive, really enjoyable from a spectator standpoint, like the the how tight the competition is. Especially at the front, there's like there's like a front running, and then there's like a middle group, and they're both. The both front are running fun is like three or four cars that are tight, and then the middle group is like eight cars that are just real close through. together, and making passes and making moves, and um, yeah, really enjoyable racing. And there's like there's to a watch. couple battles towards the like the guys that are like they have no hope of being even close to the front, but like they're close to each other, so like you know you know. 25th place was a lot of fun to watch the <laughs> fight for that yeah that's it's just the last few are still duking it out it's like a mini cooper and like a rsx type s and like a eg one na miata that was it had a bunch of arrow but that kind of mint green one yeah but i think t- he was having toward the some bag. issues yeah. or something but still um i and the really cool thing about new jersey motorsports park in particular is that the giant like tower building right by the start finish line is what five six stories tall and the roof is accessible it's a it's a concrete like deck so you just go up a lot of stairs and then there's just a railing around the roof and you can see 90 percent of the track from the roof of that building and so you can go up there and actually watch competitive racing live and not just watch them like fly past you at one point and then wait till they come around and see who's in the lead this time like you actually see these battles uh going on it was really really cool spot i bought i bought an umbrella for the sun it was very handy a very stylish grid life it's sweet i've used it multiple times since then awesome Uh, and then yeah drove all the way home the drive home was uneventful. Um, we tried to stop for oh. for subs and we were unsuccessful. We had to go to Wawa instead. Well, that's our episodes, folks. 
um, beerandbackfire.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Steve. Um, yeah. Couldn't be with us tonight, <laughs> but we love him. Thanks, um, Steve. Thanks to... Uh, I still... I, I don't think I've sponsored a single thing about this podcast. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>